I read that JD article after the cam news came out. I couldn't get through it. Right? And then I saw the cam stuff, and I read through the JD article, but I could only get halfway through it the second time I tried. Multiple kicks in the balls. It is just so dark. You just keep coming. Right. Alright. Like Roquan, right? I'm a day. Coming for your breakfast burrito. <laughs> Yo, what is he? What is he thinking, man? On Instagram, like, what is going on, Quan? Start the show. I think we did. Oh, right. <laughs> it's time for the Quanny Quan Quan. <laughs> Listen. Yo, Quan out there impregnating the world when he comes through the speakers. Oh, Quan is just Danger Mouse. That's what I call him. Danger Mouse. <laughs> yeah, like some, something tapped into the player. Like the player tapped into the player. He he was uh, he was, he went from like he went from like wearing white pants and like tight shirts, taking from like pictures with his buddies at these like yeah, it was fancy like, little bars like, to like yo. Yeah, it was <laughs> like hanging out Todd and Dirk wearing wearing topsiders and fucking. Right, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's he's on a boat with a porn star. Oh shit. And then, you know, Todd walks up to the valet and gives him his keys, and he's like, uh, it's the convertible uh, 500 SEL. And the guy's like, which color? <laughs> the first year of his rookie deal, he's like, all right, you know, I'm just going to play it straight. Oh, that second year money's coming in. Like, oh. The country, <laughs> the country walk, the country talk. Speaking of money, how much money would you pay to know really what happened when Roquan went rogue? Rogue, Rogue Quan. Ooh. That would be interesting. Just saying, because it, it depends how personal it is. Like we don't need no, like. I want to fucking the, the, know. I'm just saying, this day and age of social media, like oh, we don't I have know. much. Pro- Motherfuckers, not. Hey, hey, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, Roquan's not looking for privacy. The end. <laughs> yeah. Like, He's, I mean, well, they control their message. I mean, exactly. But, you know, like, it's just funny. It's just funny how he was. And then he did a couple PSAs and his boys all clowned him, right? Like, the whole team were savage on Roquan when he did that PSA and he was like, Mr. Marble Mouth, Goody Two Shoes, like, sounding like a robot. Like, they piled on him, and you know that has to get to you. Like, I don't care what – I mean, even when strangers nail you on Twitter, pause, like, <laughs> it kind of bothers you a little bit. Like, there's a – could you imagine if your whole <laughs> fucking team went ham on you on Twitter like that and people were just, like, assholes like me and and our <laughs> just like <laughs> – dying like falling the fuck out over it you know Roquan was just like I'm gonna show him I'm a hard yeah but he came out I don't know if you remember ravishing Rick Rude yeah he he didn't just turn the he he just came out like ravishing Rick Rude you know what I mean like (laughs) he was like hey I am risky I Go up the top turnbuckle with it. 
I get buck wild. My fuck style is buck wild. And <laughs> I'm on a boat. Oh, I'm not just out on a boat with any old Chicago hoes. No, no. No, no. I have, Professional. I have, like, number three most searched. <laughs> yeah, like, she, she's like, she's like the... Jimmy Garoppolo, like, like 15th on your search engine level, like, you know... In the amateur section level, <laughs> busted, washed up porn star Garoppolo style. Oh no no, Roquan went to the top of the top and he said, "Good sir, get me number three on the search." <laughs> Is she number three in the top like ten power rankings? I, I don't know. Who, I guess I'm out of the loop there. Three. She was like number, definitely top five in searched. On the hub. Welcome for, to for your, for your searches, or I'm just saying he for, went for your searches. <laughs> he went with an all pro. He wasn't messing around. He wasn't on some Garoppolo, you know. That's a seasoned vet. I mean, that's that's a power move. And then he said, not only that, not only that. Gonna it's go ahead not like these dudes pulling like Erlacher, Erlacher here. Like it's a power move. I'm just dying, bro. It's a power move. He got he got himself a porn star. Like Erlacher's got like Paris Hilton when she was legit. Like you know, no. what I mean Jenny McCarthy. Right. You know, but Erlacher had a resume. Like, it's not like Kwanzaa on that level. Like. So I'm not saying it worked. I'm saying it was an attempt. <laughs> <laughs> it backfired mightily. It didn't work. He was trying to prove to everybody that he's not a goody two shoes nerd. Like he's, you know, he can get down and throw his money around and. You but know, it comes just, off nerdy. Right. Even so, it's it's just like a dude trying, bro. Like you know how people are when they try. Like you know, try to produces on the field. Were, I'm good. Try to pretend that they were football coaches. You know, try to pretend <laughs> that they fucking won. Media awards. I mean, people people be trying, bro. Yeah, if he's become, you know, if this is his maturation process, and you you never know though. Like this change, if it is a change, could change, could put bring the beast of out of him on the field, man. Like now he's like, I'm a baller. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like good for him. He's young. You can't fault these guys for making moves that they're making. So, yeah, he put it up on Barstool, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. We've already talked about Bro, that. But I'm saying, like, it's if just. It's not, if it's, it's not like we're, we're reading the stuff where these guys are, like, bangles and they're, like, getting arrested and shit. Like, let them have a good time. Who cares? Hey, speaking of porn, right. sort of, just, Instagram uh, porn this week, Cuddy Cockwatch 2020. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the cam outfit, man. That's tight. I'll, oh, you like this? This is just a little something I threw together. You know what I mean? Fedora. It's just a little something I threw together. Big pimp and baby. <laughs> yeah. So J- JD wrote that QB article. Mm-hmm. Did you read the whole thing? Uh, I'm similar to you. I kind of, you know, uh, inserted the knife just to the point of skin breaking and then stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Like I know the deal. Like I know the, the the luck the luckman thing when that was brought up. I was like, I can't read this whole thing. Like he innovated at the position, and then we never like. Oh yeah. Nothing after that. Nothing new there. 
passed up on Montana, lost the coin flip for Bradshaw. Like, Hallis invented football. You would think this team would be better, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Watson, Watson and Mahomes. Like, I guarantee you that if Thomas Edison had an, a, like a light bulb company, it would be pretty on point. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> but apparently Hallis, you know, yeah, he, he was happy. He was cool, just chilling. He was trying to win the league. Well, it's funny, though, because it's like you look at that and then you look at the coach hirings and you look at all that stuff and people are getting mad because I was arguing with them about John Fox because it's very, you know, lately it's it's very en vogue to give Pace a pass because Fox wasn't his guy. <laughs> like As if the Fox hiring wasn't. I mean, it, it fell out of the sky to the Bears. Like, okay. most people thought that that was a home run. By far the winningest, most professional, most resume decorated coach the Bears have ever even sniffed, except for George Hallis, if you even want to, you know. I mean, you are, yeah. Yeah, but, and also, what, what do we hang our hat on? What part, what group of our team is where we know our strength is? Defense. Our defense, right? Fox helped build that. He brought in Fangio, right? The guy we all love, St. Fangio. People didn't come to Chicago. If 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 Ryan Pace hires some hot shot offensive coordinator, Fangio ain't coming to Chicago. No fucking way. Fangio ain't coming to ride behind some punk ass with a bunch of Denny's menus. <laughs> you brought you brought Fox and Fangio in, two very good defensive coaches. And you built, you started building a defense again. And this is what we're hanging our hat on. But that's that's the that's the foundation Fox started pouring. Which you should. And so my point is just that, like Fox has problems. I'm not at all trying to tell you that Fox is a great coach, but he got us in the right direction, another, though. He needed it's just to happen. Another instance where it's like the Bears are always a move short, second rate, a move late. behind, late, like. You know, like we just—it's like it just outdated. Yeah, like outmoded, like just—you know—and it's like, like they're, they're still on dial-up. Other teams have got like 5G. And yo, yo, we only AOL. Yeah, like we're—you know—we're we loading. Disc. Yeah, we're loading <laughs> up discs and stuff. We're like, did you guys see the new dancing baby GIF? It's really great. I <laughs> music from on my Napster. Like the bears, the bears are like trying to hang with Al Gore and talk about the internet. Like it's you know we're behind. It's I agree. We're even, like, we're even behind on developing our quarterback. But the one thing we are not behind on is people that like, talk about the bears as if you know. There's something that they're not like. It's just. Well, the thing is, so like, yeah, the development, right? The, the, it's just like we're still waiting for our number one draft pick in year after year four here, going into year right. Like, we're still waiting for him to come around, going into his fourth, his fourth year. And we're still, waiting for, we're, we're still waiting for we're still waiting for mechanics. We're still waiting for it's reading defenses. Are you shitting me? All you gotta know is this: 
Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick. Jameis Winston put up some ridiculous fantasy stats. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, James, James Winston is, did not have his his option picked up, and he proceeded to have a pretty ridiculous stat season. I mean, the turnovers were egregious. It's but he's, like, like he's a gunslinger in a bad time for it. Like, but dude like, put up like Madden numbers on the league, and they were like, "Ah, we good." And that was before they got Tom Brady. And I don't know that they knew. They were getting Tom Brady when they – Jameis was getting cut either way, in my right. opinion. So you have to ask yourself, what if on any other team would Mitch even be considered to be still an option? I don't think so. Like on any other team with any kind of history of quarterbacks, and even Tampa has a better quarterback history than the Bears. Ouch. In my opinion, I mean, I'll take Vinny Testaverde or Brad Johnson over most of the Brad Bears. Johnson's got a ring. Guys who were suited up. And know. I'm not going to lie, this Cam Newton news doesn't help out either. But, like, you got – I wanted Bridgewater. I wanted – yeah, I wanted Bridgewater. He was off the board. It was getting to the point where or out of the guys left, I wanted Cam. Right, so it's another example of us being a dollar short a daily. Or we don't we, we don't know with his health, but even would you take would you take three quarters cam over Foles? Foles' health. Would you take three quarters cam over Foles? Yep. Yes, you. I mean, anybody yep. with a fucking brain would. I just got told that the last time Cam Newton was good is in 2015. That was, his, that was an MVP type season. Know, he like, still put up numbers. Look at 2018 numbers. 2018 he was thrown numbers. for over three. Bro, his numbers on our team. Sent completions. He he blew Mitch's numbers out of the water. Yeah. Like yeah. the only thing, and that was with no receivers. Could you imagine if Cam Newton in 2018 and had Allen Robinson? Shit. So I think in 17, he still rushed for almost 700 yards, threw for over 3,000, if I'm not mistaken. And then 18, the rushing numbers were down under 500. But well, he had a list Frank history. I'm not talking about 19, the year before that. His rushing numbers fell off a little bit. And because he's trying to stay kids, that's, that, that's as it should be. Cam is now going to be... And it but it's still like what Mitch ran for that everybody went nuts about. Somehow live under a rock or something. Tonight, on Sunday night, Bill Belichick, who is playing chess while everybody else is playing fucking checkers, was like, yeah, let me drop this on him. Boom. Is he, is he recording this call? You got to tie that. Did you see that also it, came out too that they got penalized? It's never the Patriots. Like it's never the Patriots unless there's a there's like a something shady that they did, which they got busted for. Which is of course they got busted for filming the Bengals Browns game. I'm like with their with their supposed like documentary crew. What what I'm saying is if they got caught doing that, you know they were doing some other shit. So they got a slap on the wrist. They lost a third-round pick. Which is funny because, (laughs) the Schefter pointed out, if Cam Newton leaves next season, they get they'll get a third-round compensatory pick. (laughs) Funny how that works. 
or he balls out and wants a big contract from somebody, and they're like, nah, nah, we good. It's just you know. starts to bleed in too. Like they, I want to, I want to see the details, man. If it's like three oh, like, million or something stupid. <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me because I really put this to bed in my mind. Like I kind of, I've talked my chair. I mean, wake up. We've talked, Jer, We've talked about Cam. Yeah. How, how does it make you feel when you see that he signs with the fucking Patriots? I hate him. Fucking hate it. But it's a total Patriots move. It's a move that our front office never makes. I they're, it, it, they're like bizarro bears. Yeah. If I had a Bills, I had a Bills fan tell me I'm not that scared of it. You're not scared of Belichick with a quarterback thing that can extend plays. <laughs> fucked now. The Bills were so hyped. The Jets are just like, Ugh. well, see the Bills, oh. the Bills defense. The Bills defense might give Cam some fits though. Let's not. Jets? They do have a pretty damn good defense. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Yeah. The man that made Jacoby Brissett look like a star. Talking about the man that made Matt Castle look like a hero. He was ready to go to it's war. It's going to be with- interesting. New England's different, man. Like, you got to be a different type of dude to deal with Belichick. I, I will say that. So you don't know how Cam's going Cam's to respond to him. Because Cam Newton is a fucking professional. Cam Newton is knows that he is playing for his the rest of his career. He can, oh, he's motivated he, as hell. He's yeah. smart. He can get himself at least a Kirk Cousins deal. Three years, $84 million. Three years, $90 million. If he's smart. He doesn't even have to win the Super Bowl because now he is playing on the Patriots with no expectations. The flip side of that coin is that he's also playing with no wide receivers. Nope. And no nothing. tight ends. Woof. <laughs> like, I can't remember a Patriots roster that was that rough. Like, I was thinking, like, maybe Pace could flip Shaheen to them, but then watch Shaheen fucking goes off. So I don't even – but, like, if we can flip, you know, because the tight end – the Patriots are tight end poor. Yeah, but we always say this shit. You know how many times I said, oh, their own line sucks or the receivers? But But they they get these receivers that just know how to play in the system. You don't – you still got to – Say their O line sucks. They always got all pros in their O line. They've had shitty O lines in the past. Not in a while, dude. Like okay. So this is a stack. This is the last year the Patriots roster was pretty stacked. It wasn't their normal stacked. And and we'll see how much holding they get away with now that Brady's not there. Is all I'm saying. Mm. Okay. All the good quarterbacks have really good offensive lines. Did you notice that? Because they let them hold. That's true. That is true. I won't. Tommy God, not there anymore. But, you know, I mean, Foles gets holding calls. You have to stay in the pocket to get. Oh, Cam will get holding calls, too, if he starts starts balling out again. You become one of the top. He he does, but he doesn't. You know, I mean, you've seen this. You have to hold the block for Cam. He's all shifty all over the place. It's like. He doesn't get any calls. Have you seen? I mean, people have done like whole video breakdowns of him just getting hammered, and Brady gets fucking breathed on, you know. And it's like tweet tweet, like they fucking <laughs> throw that flag. Cam Newton gets abused, and yeah, Mitch at, the same, at the same token, 
Cam's harder to to rep because he's constantly moving. So it's hard. Like Brady's not. Brady's well, he staying in the, the safe call, space. He doesn't get the calls because he's bigger. He's just a bigger. Yeah, but he's guy. also in, like, in the act of running. Which, which yeah, which isn't fair. It's not fair to him as a player and as at his, his position. The game, but the day running back, though, you could you get the shots. Yeah, but I don't know. At the end of the day, like we fucking should have had Cam here, and we could have had Cam for less. But the yeah. thing was, Cam was coming here to not be nice. He wasn't going to be nice to Mitch. Foles is going to be real nice to Mitch. Foles you know how hard it would be hold. to play a, a rushing quarterback, though, if you couldn't anticipate when they start running to tackle them? You, like, if you had to make that hesitation, how hard that would be, how, how much of a disadvantage the defense would be at. So when he starts running, it's very hard for the rest to sit. Was he going to run all the way? Was All I know is that it's just another fucking time that we didn't get a guy. Like to oh, me, yeah. he was the best quarterback on the market. I don't really care about his injury. He he was out like a long time. Like you know, I don't care. Like I wasn't saying trade a trade a super high pick for him, but now you're I very specific about his system. I would have traded if a only, pick if only Cam Newton could run a read option system. Wait, <laughs> I mean he could run it. Probably to perfection. So that argument's it's, done. It's just, <laughs> people, what is with people, man? I don't know if it's some veiled racism or it's just stupidity or groupthink or what it is, but I don't get what people's problem with Cam Newton is. It's like they're the only they're, question I ever had about the guy is if he was more about the brand than he was the game at this point in his career. Again, what? Why? Why do we? Because of this? Because of the Superman shit? You know why? I mean, AA? Because we hate it when other teams have success and their players are cocky. But if we had the guy and he he was coming off cocky with that Superman thing, we would be loving it. Oh, exactly. Like the Packers it's just fans. Hate. Love it's different when you win, though, and yeah. if you're not winning. Oh, if we had it's Cam different. doing this, our whole stadium would be doing this. But Come like, on. Chasing these. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have a fucking guy going, ah, screaming like he's fucking won something, and it's the same shit. It's the same bravado. There's a double standard when it comes to black quarterbacks, and I'm not going to go on that whole rant, but there absolutely is a double standard when it comes to the way black quarterbacks are judged. If if Lamar Jackson was white, there would be a whole lot less takes about, oh, he's not going to get it's unsustainable. Like, Didn't he throw for like 36 touchdowns? Yo, Lamar Jackson's season was... And like five picks or something crazy like that. Lamar Jackson's season was redonkulous. And, and was nasty. so was Patrick Mahomes' seasons, but like... We, it's, he's nasty, but like... We jocked Lamar Jackson so He avoids hard. shots somehow. Huh? He, if he avoids hits now. I just that, That's the only thing that makes me nervous so with him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's, he's like Michael Vick... 2.0 plus he's nasty and I don't even say that you know just because Michael Vick's a black quarterback but Michael Vick was I mean if people don't even remember how good Mike Vick was like or Randall Cunningham right but Randall Randall had an insane arm but Randall was slow compared to Mike Vick Randall yeah. had those big, long loping steps 
and he was elusive as hell. I mean, I'll never forget the Randall play where he's in the end zone and and he falls down and dips forward and sheds a tackle and then just winds up and throws the ball like literally like 70 fucking yards downfield. Like, if you had a decent HD video of that, people would be like, their brains would melt. Like, if a play like that happened in today's NFL, their brains would melt. Like, Bro, even before he retired when he got on the Vikings, he was destroying shit. Dude was ridiculous. So Mike Vick was like laser arm and then just like just stupid fast like stupid fast like and that's what Lamar Jackson's like is just like commercial the Michael Vick experience that Nike did no (laughs) it was like a ride it was (laughs) insane like people don't even know like if Mike Vick was around now the way that Twitter freaks out about everything bro like I mean, like, people don't understand. When they talk about breaking Twitter or breaking... Oh, imagine the, the 80s player, 80s, like, the 80s guys having Twitter. Imagine Bo Jackson right now. Oh, my God. He was massive when we were kids. Right. Without and, all that. And, like, when we were kids, like, people don't even know. These punk-ass kids don't even know. Like, <laughs> he fucking... Here we go. Like, we you had, see Herschel Walker's Twitter now? Imagine him in the 80s. We had nothing. We, like, never watched sports. There was no sports center. Like, when this shit was going down with Bo Jackson, there was none of that. Day. George. Yeah, imagine, imagine LT with TMZ and... and... Oh, boy. <laughs> no, you, remember, you remember fucking... Uh, yeah, that would be a bad thing. But <laughs> That'd be really bad. Remember George Michael's sports machine? Yeah. Like pre Sports Center, not talking about no Bob Lee shit. I'm talking about like before that. On what was it like Friday night, right? Like Friday yeah. night, you would watch George Michael Sports Machine for like an hour, an hour and a half. And that's the only shit you saw unless it was your local team. That's you it. know? Like, I'm sure, you know, but I, you know, I, like, I didn't see any of that shit growing up. No. So, like, we saw it because, oh, my God, all of a sudden, Bo Jackson's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Bo Jackson's on the Wheaties. Bo Jackson's on the – and then – Oh, these dudes in the 80s would show up to bars and just do lines of coke off the bars. Right, and then Bo Jackson was dominating all the football press and the sports press. Like, oh, by the way, I'm MASH as a baseball player, too. Yeah. Like, no big deal. So you remember that cartoon when we were kids? It was Jordan, Bo, and Wayne Gretzky on Saturday morning? Stars. Yeah. There's, what was it, Super – was it Pro Stars? Was it called Pro Stars? Something. Oh, I remember yeah. it. I can't remember what it's called. I never. I didn't watch that. One. But anyway, these dudes would break Twitter for sure. Like nobody even understands. So here we fucking are again with the Bears getting this. You know, like this. Everybody's fucking second choice. You know what I mean? It wouldn't bother me so bad. It's just the way the Bears PR is coming off and like the message is being controlled that it's Mitch's team. It's Mitch's team. Mitch is going to get the reps with the starters. We're just like, we thought we got fools for a legit competition and they're not selling that. They're not. They are and they aren't. I mean, eh. like we said last week, it's a show, man, and they're selling the drama and they're gassing people up right now because one, they got access to the guy. He just talked, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't think it says, like, shady as the, you know, but this is what this team does. They gas us up on guys. We know this. Like, mm. this is what they fucking do. We talked about it last week. So here we are. Of those surrounds you, Jer. 
If they brought Cam, if they brought Cam in to compete with Mitch, oh, would Mitch, would a, yeah. How how would that interview have gone with Mitch? They wouldn't even interviewed him. <laughs> they would have just been like, "Thank you." Been like, "Oh, this is a wrap, you kid. Went. Sorry. Thanks for playing." Thank you. <laughs> Yo, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, no Mitch, to Mitch has a backup quarterback. All of a sudden, yes. Mitch has no internet. They can't get him on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, off. well, really strictly following social distancing policies, and uh, I'm off the grid for a cause, bro. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Deep, deep six, Mitch, or whatever the fuck. Zero dark, Mitch. Fucking so chi- chicken, chicken chips, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Right. So chicken chips, Mitch. Much like his passes, you got to stay six feet away. <laughs> Practice social distancing since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's his, his he he social distancing with all his passes. <laughs> they all got masks on them, bro. They all got masks on them. Oh, I would have hit you, but I touched the ball, so I didn't think you should. So you know how it is, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you were where I thought you were supposed to be four seconds ago. Yeah, like what? Man, stop running when I throw it. God! <laughs> I told you not to beat your man, guys. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were, I thought we were running a dig on the goal line. <sighs> so, no, you asshole. <laughs> uh, so you, you you pointed that thing out to me, D. Felipe interview on that. What was it? The undefeated, I, underrated I, hour. Podcast. Daniel Greenberg or whatever, the guy who – I don't know what this guy's deal is. You know, this guy, this shy sports update guy, like he's, I, he's, yeah, got, a lot of, he's got a lot of followers. And he, he's, big and he on, he's big on YouTube though, right? I don't know. I don't think he does anything. I think he's just like a retweeter. Like he's just a booster. And he's oh, a yeah, fan. No. And and anyway, so you, I'm sure you see all his retweets. I mean, everybody retweets his shit. So he retweeted, and he's good. He's good at cherry picking, you know, the little nugget and whatever. He kind of got called out because actually it was Braggs who called him out, which is kind of funny. Like he called he called this guy out because he doesn't post links. He just he just cherry picks uh, quotes and and news and kind of repackages as his own as his own stuff and he doesn't post links but you notice since Braggs Braggs went at him and it was kind of like whoa like geez you gotta really and, be an asshole for Braggs to go after you right yes exactly like this is nice <laughs> well I mean sometimes people I've, turn, seen, I've seen Braggs do that before Yes, he goes hard in the paint when, when, I mean, when you know, like when it's time to fucking put mortar and brick together, like he's like, broop, 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 like that octopus fucking thing. <laughs> that good loyalty. Yeah. So, so dude, he went after him. So anyway, dude posts links now, which is kind of funny. So he posted a link to the Matt McGloin podcast, right? Because you know, Another everybody. Backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yo, so he goes on there, and I don't know who else is on there. It's a couple other, like, 
fucking blowhards. I never heard of them. They're like Matt McGloin's boys or something. It was all right. It was an all right thing that they were no, throwing they down. Fast forward through so much ball waxing about this and that. Like it was like, and then and then they proceeded to just jock to flippo so hard. Like, and then he returned the favor and was like, well, you know, Matt McGloin was the most competitive player I've ever played with, bar none. Oh. And they were first one in, last one out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like so competitive. In the game. Yeah, it's like, dude, Matt McGloin, like, who? Yeah, apparently Matt McGloin played for the Raiders at some point. Uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, he, he was an XFL starter. I'm like, uh, and? Mm. Yeah, and what? Like, so fucking what? So anyway, dude has a podcast. So Daniel Greenberg, like, cherry-picked this line that was basically like, you know, well, Mitch was the quarterback of the Bears, and he was on a 12-14, and 14, so... You know, blah blah blah. Like so, they pulled that, and everybody got. Yeah, it off. only took record turnovers to get him to twelve and four. Yeah, but did you see also like when he was talking about Philly, he didn't really mention Foles, and he kind of promoted Wentz, which I thought it was like Wentz is the best quarterback I've ever worked with, and he when he when he had the opportunity to say yeah, Foles kind of picked us up. No, it was like he was talking about the people that the the waiters at the facility and how it was a team all the way down to them. It was a team. Yeah, but I think that like he. I mean, he did that, but I also think that he was, like, really asked who were the top, top guys he's ever worked with. Like, but yeah, but... talks about how, what an insane prospect Carson Palmer was, and yada, yada. So, All he said about know. Nick is, like, hey, I've been, at two, I've been on two teams with him. <laughs> like, they're, they're doing their best not to promote this dude. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Like, I didn't even really think about that, but he really didn't say shit about Foles. No. Given the opportunity, Foles kind of... Brought them to the promised land. I outplayed Brady, and he didn't say shit. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't actually really. They're think controlling about... the message, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, well, what's weird is that McGloin led in. It's like, well, you know, I've got two quarterbacks, both who have played for a long time at a high level, and I was like, no. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to him, he was an excellent quarterback. Yeah, well, we got zero of those dudes. <laughs> like, we got a guy who. Played good a couple times. You know what I mean? Like, he got a double double winner on the blind squirrel gets a nut theory. Like, you know. <laughs> that's what we got. Oh, my. He's 41 games in, so. No, we're talking, I'm talking about Foles is that dude. Really got no, Mitch. no, but when he's talking about two guys that have played for a while, Mitch is 41 games in. Yeah. Yep. Said two guys that have played, both played a long time at a high level. No. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, DeFlippo basically just went on to say like a whole lot of nothing. But he did say, which I think was interesting, is that what you have to have to be successful in the, in, in the as a quarterback is decision-making, accuracy. And what was the other one? What else did he say? What's the other thing that Mitch doesn't have? Go ahead. Decision-making, accuracy, and what? I can't remember what the other thing he said was, but he, but basically it was all three things that Mitch is lacking in. <laughs> like, right. He was talking about like, what, you know, how small the difference between a good quarterback and a bad quarterback is. And I, and I think Dave Filippo is also the guy that would get more fired up talking about X's and O's with people. Like some of these coaches are so football wired that that's where you get their strength. Like when he broke down that film when he was in Philly, it was awesome. 
was like, yeah, I'd play, I would want to play for that guy, right? But like, right. you start asking them normal questions, they don't, they don't vibe that way. Right. I mean, that's what, that's all he does, though. See why? I mean, let's think about it. He's a coach. What does he do? He watches tape constantly. Right. So, so he could probably ask, talk it back and forth. He could tell you probably eight things that happen. Exactly. And, and is these there guys, anything really though that, like, if you're in a fan friendly environment, you could pretty much say anything and. Fans are going to eat it up because that's what we do for Yeah, kids. but you have a guest on like that, and knowing who he is and having worked with him, you know how he is. Start right. asking him those questions. What have you seen from Mitch on tape? What have you seen? What do you think? Well, that would on? be a tough question. Well, that's not what this podcast is. This is a circle jerk podcast. Yeah. This is like a guy who's got a, a phone full of numbers podcast. That's, that's what he's doing. This it's is like, a dang, oh, I that's can, a danger I, fluff piece. Yeah. It's what I'm fun. saying is you would have dug into a better answer if that's what you were, were looking for. Him. Him. I mean, they talked to him for like 25 minutes. Four minutes of it was about the Bears. The rest of it was about Matt McGloin and what did he think the best quarterbacks he ever worked with and then some shit about his high school. Like, we found out that DeFlippo was on oh, his high school yeah. team, hadn't won a game in like 37 games and like – you know, yeah, so, that happened. It gets self-centered when ex-jocks that fail at what they were doing. Yeah, no doubt. It's so self-centered. So he, yeah. he was asked like, "What's his pinnacle moment as a player?" And he said his high school team, which was like, of course, the plucky underdog team. Like he's like, "Oh, were we played." Were they called the plucky underdogs? Oh, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably South Philly plucky underdogs or whatever the fuck. So. So he, so so he's like, oh, they, we hadn't won in, in 34 games, and they gave me the start in game four, and I, you know, he wasn't being a dick about it, but it was just like, okay, like, you're this guy, like, we get it. You know who's also that guy? Nagy. Like, these are both dudes who are, like, on the one hand, great talkers, great motivators, great, you know, ostensibly great leaders, I guess. I don't know if you can really... He's, I mean, he's a, this guy also said that he's 42 years old and he's moved 21 times for jobs. Yep. Like, you bro, you laser. didn't start working. Laser's been around zero. the block, too. Like, that's fucked up. If you, worked, if you started working at age zero, that's a lot of times. But dude didn't start working until he was, like, 20. <laughs> like, Here's the thing. So, so, All the guys Nagy got were available. Exactly. <laughs> down, this dude has moved once a year. Like 21 out of 42 sounds bad if you are working from birth. <laughs> not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not trying to be negative or saying this won't play out well. But resumes we're over, we're, we, like yeah, we're overhyping. God, how we would you to like see to it. see that application? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying like that. We got Castillo. <laughs> Castillo was not working, right? <laughs> Bottom line, like last last off season was the hype year. This is the show me year. I'm not getting caught up in the whole hype. Right, and as per usual, I mean, like you know, everybody's getting all hot and bothered about lists. I'm hu- I'm hyped about the list. defense, though. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, but- that doesn't even feel great, though, does it? Like, that's like an old, that's like a comfortable it, pair of shoes. You're like, it feels like shoes. home, doesn't it? it it's not. Like home. Even <laughs> like it's, it's always Sunday. It's it's always sunny in Chicago. Ugh. Like, it doesn't even feel good. Getting hyped about the Sunday. 
So getting guys <laughs> by the defense just feels played out, doesn't it? Though, like so remember how high? No. Remember how <laughs> we were when we got when we felt that little that little taste of getting hyped about the offense and like believing it, not like not like trying to tell people Knox is a real player, like. Style. I'm talking about like believing it. Like in 2018 offseason, we believed that the offense oh. was. We believed that the quarterback was gonna do something. Sorry, and, DJ Moore. You were right. And, and but dude, everybody told us, except yeah. for Lewis Riddick. Fucking Lewis Riddick went on that crazy train with us because he's Nagy's boy. And I hate, really hate to go back to a subject we already talked about, but I'm about to lose my credentials over this whole Cam Newton thing. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck me, fuck, fuck, fucker, fuck. That's some fucking fucking right there. Yeah. Oh, I heard a bad joke. Can we hear a bad joke? Yeah, yeah. How you get a turtle pregnant? How? You, you fuck it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What? <laughs> I told you it was bad. Lights out. <laughs> oh Lord. So, so we needed maybe lighten it up. Talk about Jay's chickens. Right, Jay. Eddie, Jared, Jared, watch twenty twenty. Here, go ahead and talk about. Jared tried to segue us into that about twenty minutes ago. So. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Give us the Indiana vibe on that, Jay. Indiana vibe on that. Tennessee, that lower lower 48 vibe. Wait. We are on chicken watch. It's it's for real. We don't know what's killing Jay's chickens, but by God, he's on top of it. Night vision goggles and a big fat stogie. Just like, you. Is he not having like the best post career ever? It's like he got rid of the loose weight and absolutely farm full of chickens. A motherfucker's killing him. He ain't happy about it. Like if if there was just some way for Jay to have been this cool when he was a quarterback, if Jay hadn't have been so angsty, you know what I mean? Like because he was still cool, but when he got to the sideline, he was angsty, and it was like all the you know this all this neck twitching and all this consternation and shit like if he was just comfortable in his skin jay like he is now whew, it would be a different I mean, see, see, you saw him in high school jay but like right. and he had a reputation or whatever but like seeing him like this does it change your vibe about him i think the best thing i could tell you about it is just refreshing because he's it's just a normal dude it's everything a redneck from around here would do it's like, yeah, you can't escape your roots. <laughs> so you can't run from that shit. Jay is Jay. Like, yeah. he's always been Jay. But but when he was trying to be something that he wasn't, he he just was standing on the sideline trying to be something that he wasn't. And and it looked weird. The optics were bad. But Jay is I always I love them. Jay. And, yeah, so, but this is who Jay was to the people who loved him. This is what right. Like, Jay's all of a sudden comfortable to be him, his full self, the dude that, you know, people loved who know him, the dude that at the end of the day could get people to hire another offensive coordinator for and another offensive coordinator for. Like, you know, he wasn't hated by his by his bosses. I mean, that dude is sharp as a tack. I mean, how many offenses he just pick up? Like, nope. nothing. There was never any 
there was never any comment on, well, it's a new offense, so that's why this, this, and this. It was never that. Yeah, he never, never made comments in the media, really. No, he and he never said shit about his serious ass diabetes. His diabetes is no joke. Like it is, it is like not your normal grade. Well, that's what I used to tell people. Like, oh, Jay looks miserable. I'm like, he's got diabetes. They check his levels constantly on the sideline. Like, oh, like type he, two. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not fucking. Like he's got, you know, like extra. Crazy diabetes that gives you polar manic dips and like I'm not trying to give the guy a pass, but it's cool to see him like our quarterback situation is so shitty that now we're sympathizing with Jay. Look at where we're at. But I think we were also it's it's the flip side of that coin is that on some level we were too hard on Jay. Like listen to us, bro. Jay was colorblind. Well, you you fucking you're a Jay apologies half the fucking time. Jay would have made that throw. Hey, I'm mad time. You imagine if Jay was in Nagy's offense? I mean, I'm not apologize. saying uh, I'm not saying I'm not there. I'm just saying, look at us. Bro, everybody has everybody had a Jay Cutler moment where we you know where you thought like I had two Jay I had two Jay jerseys. Yeah, I had the Jay fat head. I was Jay, all in on Jay. Exactly like. Come on, Jay. Like there was a moment where we thought Jay and us were going steady. Like you know, and what that's I mean? why I'm not doing it with Mitch. That's why I've never been able to hop on board with this. Once like, I realized that a lot of the people that we interact with now don't really have a vision of that. No, they're too young. They don't understand. I mean, I remember, and that's when we got no the, oh, no fault of theirs. But I remember when the news broke with Jay. I went running out of my office excited. Yeah. Holy shit, we finally got the quarterback. It was, it was on I the map left. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you got dirt. <laughs> I was just like, oh boy. You were like, oh, Santa Claus? Fuck. <laughs> yep, I know that guy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, I'll be honest with my honest opinion of when we signed Jay and when we got him. It was, uh, I thought he could take us to the Super Bowl. I thought he could. Yeah. Absolutely. I said he's got every tool you need to get you to the Super Bowl. Well, as far as his knee, his knee giving out, call it what you want. I, see, I could, I could have questioned him. He, he was a tough dude. If he could have oh, yeah, played, he got he The only thing that he lacked was that judgment of keeping himself. I don't even care about the picks. Like the picks, uh, it's bad. But, but he would have been in a Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt. That's. I always thought if he wasn't gonna be. Take us to the Super Bowl. He would eventually take somebody to the Super Bowl. That's really what I thought about him. But the, his biggest issue was the lapses of judgment that led to his injuries. I'm not even going to worry about the, the interceptions because in today's NFL, Jay would be throwing 50 times a game. He would have five touchdowns and three interceptions every game. Like I imagine, like I can't imagine Jay. We haven't even gotten to the chicken shit, but you like. Can you imagine Jay watching the game now and going, God damn. Can you imagine Jay and his prime playing in an RPO system? Yeah, or just any system that works like like these like that Jared fucking Goff can put up crazy stupid numbers, like cartoon numbers. Jay's gotta be like, oh my god. <laughs> Like he play, and Jay made a fucking bowler of money, so props to him. He made like he got ten million dollars to not play for a season. That's pretty good. 
just to hang out. Like, just and he could have done that. And he could have done that shit three more times at least. He could still be in the league right now as a backup, making. Yeah, he was just going home to Kristen Cavallari the whole time. It's just like, <sighs> say what you want, but. Had to be good enough to wipe, right? <laughs> Had to be good enough to wipe, bro. Sigh. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like, dude, dude has a lot of money, and he could, he could. I mean, he said he's like, I just don't like the backup thing. Like, he doesn't want to be the fucking backup. Right. He could be the backup, but he, and which sucks because, like, I feel like, wouldn't it be amazing if Jay had this like Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of backup? thing happened for a yeah. while, but he did. because Jay he had a lot of concussions, three. too, man. Like, he, he probably knew it was time to just... His young kids. I agree. Jay, Jay to... took some shots, bro. He's, he about guy let... he's a country boy. He's trying to settle down, which brings us full circle back to chickens. You're talking about guys that were allowed to get hit, though? Jay also is. Jerry, you ever have a chicken coop in your life? I, I have not had a chicken coop in my life. Fed cattle. When yeah, I was sure. very young. You think if you had, up. if you had the money he had, though, wouldn't you put it indoor? No. You want free range. You can free range them indoor. Free range just means they're moving around. They're not in a cage. Mm-hmm. Well, something else is moving with them. They're eating them fuckers. All right, so, so bro, it's, it's. So I'm I, just saying. We're breaking down, Jake. I'm gonna give myself props here because I. I was. I told you guys, you gotta start following Jay's Instagram now that he's in charge of it. Oh, he's been gold, man. It's been gold. He, whether he's been posting fucking badass like sunset pictures, like Jay's on his country boy king shit right now. Yeah, so, he, they're penned in, right? They're penned in. Yo, so it's a it's a big ass hutch, a coop, the Pollo Palace. We found yeah, you out. Do th- you could do that much space indoor. Keep it People safe, man. It is fucking indoor, man. And chicken coop is by nature inside. No, I'm talking chicken. about the fenced-in pen where they're getting plucked. Nah. That's... You would have to fence in over the top, and it's still not going to yeah. keep everything out. And then you become like a full-on poultry farmer. Like, you build a chicken <laughs> building, it's no longer like, oh, look at my kitschy. Because, like, let's face He's it. tying one up to be a sacrificial lamb. That's crazy. <laughs> when you bought, though, which is funny. Like, I'm like, <laughs> well, you went and bought a chicken? Yeah, that's our cousin, man. Why'd you do that to my cousin? Why? Right, like, I'm saying, bro, you're fucking, you know, you're like fancy. Uh, like, imagine Peter's probably so triggered right now. Peta, who? <laughs> so, you don't give a shit about Peta. I can guarantee you that. You and Jay let you know, like, hey, what's up, everybody? Because this shit has been very. He's getting quarter of a million views on shit. I guarantee you. Oh yeah. Like he put up just a regular video randomly the other day, and I, I mean, like yesterday, not a story. And and it had like 120,000 views, like in quickly. So like, you know, it's yeah, like you're basically he's, saying I was your show, woman. Right. But what's dope <laughs> is that he's totally 100% being him to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a contest. Guess what I'm giving away? A fucking gun. Boom. Yep. <laughs> I signed up for it. Yeah, yeah I, I guess too. I put owl. My guess was Owl. Me too. I put Hawk. 
Yo, yeah, but it's about... not. It's some sort of ground creature. So, like, obviously we've been oh, following. Yeah. I've been trying to retweet it. I got Jay's Instagram notifications on lock. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm TMZ on this. It's got to be a fox if it's something on that, ground. That picture that you put up, it's gotten quite a good response on Facebook, too. Nice. You think it's John Fox? Not like the show did last week. It's John Fox, bro. I got to say, I, I'm going to say this. I want to tell the people that are on Facebook that I posted in groups and shared. We had over 500 likes and several shares on our Father's Day episode. Yeah, man. And I want to tell you thank you. Yeah, yeah. I hope you hope you guys tune in, listen, and enjoyed what you heard. They did, dude. Downloads went up. That's what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. But it is really cool. It's cool to see that response. You know, I try to interact with the people in the comments. So, yes, yeah, keep are, it rolling. Chairs are Facebook czar, if you don't know. Hey, you're a Twitter and Instagram czar. Social are. media skills, you guys are killing it. The Zizar. So, so Jay, no, I mean, I'm not, we're not killing it. Jay's killing it. So, Jay's fucking killing it. So, it has been going on. Like, he had, he got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm hanging out. I'm smoking a stove. Here's my neighbor, Mark. My neighbor, Mark, came over. I'm getting some night vision. Boom. Puts on the night vision. Has his fucking hunting camo. He's ready to go. That's Southern Indiana right there, boy. And then he had, <laughs> you can't even then, fight that. And he's like, he's like, so yeah, we had some more chickens show up. Oh my, chicken guy Blake. Yo, if you have a chicken guy, I mean your country. That's just that's just like it's not the weed man. You got a chicken guy. I have a chicken. Like Blake, the chicken guy, came through with a couple of mean ass roosters. Three roosters. What the blue. Old Blue's serious, and Jay's like, this, he's like, uh, Old Blue wants to fight me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Old Blue's running shit. Like, Old Blue is like Rick Ross in that whole situation right now. And then he's got a little sidekick, which is dope because he named him Merle after, of course, the legend Merle Haggard. I mean, fucking Dude, come on. He got, well, a, well, he got a Hollywood chick to move to Nashville. Yeah, well, that also became very hip at that time, maybe because of Jay. I don't know. I mean, they call fucking Nashville like Hollywood East at this point. It is. It's, it's exploding. If you've not been there, it's cranes, big cranes as soon as you come into the city limits. Yeah. And as far as you can see. Right, like it's blowing up. Yep. So so he's killing it, but he got this big farmhouse, and that was I, – I didn't really watch Very Cavalry. I just watched the clips. So I'm not really going to sit through all that shit. All the clips are up. Speaking of Fox, man, my ring camera just went off. There's a Fox in my driveway right now. Ding, 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 ding. Is it John? No. Is there a monkey? Is there a monkey? We had a monkey when I was a kid. And, uh, uh, and I'm just, and how, how did my security, my, my security camera just caught a fox in the driveway? What's Jay filming with? Like trail cams right. so, trailing. So like, and he so, fired it. It was hilarious. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> fuck you, cud cam or whatever the fuck. Like, cause cause it's been going on. Like this dude, he can't get this he can't get it together. He's got three roosters, he's got night hey, vision. Get a ring, man. Just get a ring. Oh no. Right. I'm serious. Like he needs a ring fucking doorbell. Dude has uh, like a, a fucking fifty thousand dollar line of credit at Cabela's right now, and he's used all of it, and and 
he can't get this shit together. And it's like people with ring doorbells are like, oh, I have the sound of Kobe's fucking helicopter crashing. Bro, like, (laughs) you're buying the wrong shit. Like. Right. So it's been going on. It's pretty funny. It's 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 good entertainment. It is he's, something to take our minds off of what's going on. It's, it's he's, hamming, he's hamming it up, and you know he's got his little hashtags, and but he's still being Jay, and it's cool. So you know you can see our timeline for it. I mean, obviously go on Instagram too, but we're trying to bring it to the Twitter world because there are some people that don't uh, cross over. You know what I mean? You don't cross the streams. Never cross the streams. Never cross the streams. Why? Hey, we did get some new. Why should we get some cross the streams? Is that Fox? What happens if we cross the streams? Bad shit, man. Like what? Cats and dogs living together? Could be. In complete peace. <laughs> <laughs> I see your fucking Fox photo. Uh, I'm going to hit Jay up. Just be like, get, get ring, bro. Yeah, like get a ring door. Yo, like get one. Like everybody's like, it's a chupacabra, it's a Sasquatch, it's an owl. So Carol Baskins was in there. Carol Baskin, a cheetah. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I said it's it's Jamarcus Webb. Closet. <laughs> it's not Aaron Cromer. Because we'd already know about it. Aaron Cromer, but I said no. It's Mike fucking Martz. Mike Martz is coming through with barbecue sauce. You know what I mean? Like Mike Martz is rolling through there. I'm gonna throw, oh. <laughs> throw this around to you guys. What are you most in, What are you most looking forward to, like about training camp coming up? Well, the fact that they get to report on the 28th of July. Yeah, let's let's pray let's for that. Let's get right? there first. You no, know, let's, Pittsburgh, assume, let's assume that everything goes according to schedule, which is a big assumption. Right. Like, what are you looking let's forward pretend, to? Let's pretend like let's let's live in a COVID-free fantasy for a hot minute. Mm. It's nice. I like this. I like this feeling. It's all right. Take that. Take that. So. Break that. Well, it's got to be the quarterback competition, obviously. And then I think you have the cornerback position too that we're going to be looking at pretty hard with Johnson and uh, shit. What's his name? I always forget it. Who? Tolliver. Yep. And uh, Jerry, pretty hyped about cornerbacks. Is that what you just? Said? I think I think we need to be watching that closely. I think it's going to yeah. be a closer. I don't think that Jalen Johnson's got that job as a slam dunk. I think Tolliver's going to have something to say about it. If it ain't high, high by July, don't pick it. Don't pick it. Leave it. Cornerback does have corn in it. That's all I'm saying. You might have to throw that. You might have to plow that field under. You're saying sometimes that field don't go. Oh, thank God it rained this weekend. Jesus. We were getting to those levels here. Just saying sometimes you got to plow a field right the fuck under. Mm. You got to let them know. (laughs) No, but I agree with you. I mean, people are acting like Jalen Johnson is the – just a shoe in and I'm like wow that's weird like because I don't know if I'd be really just penciling that guy in and then also we're talking COVID free fantasy right not yes COVID free fantasy with the restrictions I get Jalen having a hard time breaking it because we don't know how what what the schedule but they backed themselves into a corner now I agree with you Jerry I think Tolliver is I like how you did that backed themselves into a corner press so I agree with you though. Like, 
Jer, I think Tolliver, it's still Tolliver's job to lose. I I totally think it is his job to lose. And the other kid that we got from uh, in the draft from uh, Kendall Vilder. Yes, I like Vilder. Watch oh, out. I think he's going to make the team. I think I got to make him the team. I do too. So. I mean, dude, that's going to be a hot. I mean, if in an ideal world where we were going to get the preseason games and we were going to get the practices and we were going to be able to see whatever we were going to be able to see from Hallis Hall, you know, it would have been a good competition to watch. It'd been interesting to see how it would have played out. Now, back to reality is we don't really have that. I wonder how much this team's going to miss Prince. I don't know. Like, I wonder that too. Prince is a weird guy because like he was a, he was pretty much a bust for the Giants. I mean, first they, round they pick? Picked, he was a first round pick, like out of Nebraska, and he was a beast in Nebraska. Don't get me wrong, but like he was a bust as far as the Giants were concerned. Like, and then he came here and really revitalized his career. But what did, he, what did he come? What did he come here to though? A good defensive line that was getting pressured. Yep. Right, and yeah. we talked about that lots of times. That now you just added Robert Quinn. Right, right. I'm just saying that Prince, Prince was a was a crafty veteran. There's going to be some moments. I think Jalen Johnson with this defensive pressure that we're going to be getting. I think we're all right. I hope so. I mean, people people even put out there. I saw that somebody was like, "Don't assume that Michael Bush is not the starter." Or Dion Bush. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Dion actually, they actually interviewed Dion Bush. The uh, Bears did. They put a little piece out for him once again, trying to. Yeah, they're trying to. All right, they're asking everybody if they play cornerback. Right. They ask, they ask Green if he plays outside. But that's what I'm saying. I heard don't assume that Dion Bush is not the starter. Mm, I don't think Tishon Gibson came in here to be a backup. No. Like. Oh, I thought you were talking. They asked him about cornerback in that interview too. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about. No, that's fine. I don't see that happening. But maybe. I mean, due to injury, I think you got a couple guys if they both made the team, which I think they should. And DeAndre Houston, Carson, and. Yeah, I mean, they pitched him the question. He's going to say, "Yeah, I'm fighting for the starting job." They they kind of created that narrative. Right, and the question could be, do you you know, do the Bears find themselves in like that big nickel, with you know where it's really like lots of safeties on the field. You can see it. Maybe. I mean, thank God they brought back Sherrick. I mean, you know. Yes. That was, I mean, we talked about it, but I didn't hear that many people get that hyped about how much of a just shit show the handling of Sherrick McManus was last season. Like, I Yeah, we got, we got pissed in the one game that he what, played. What the fuck was that? Like, I know it. you took a guy who basically never did anything for you but show up when you most needed him to and never fucking said a word, and and this is a lunch pail dude, like, and who made plays. Every chance you got to step up when you needed him to step up, he brought everything you wanted and then some, and then you were like healthy scratch on this motherfucker. What are you thinking? And the then we didn't even know back. We need to know if he was going to come back. This is our Steve Tasker, you stupid asses. Like, you don't understand that this guy is like, like if your fan base has given a guy a nickname, let me clue you in for a second, Ryan Pace. Don't 
fuck with that guy. That's all I'm saying. Like, if we're calling dude the sheriff and we know how good he is, we ain't, we're not idiots. And you want to jerk this guy around. I didn't get that. Like, I didn't get that. Like, could there be a better dude than Sherrick? And they want to jerk him around like the guy who's been on the team the longest? It's just so weird to me. Like, yeah, who I makes agree. that decision? I agree. I think it's a terrible idea. The first week he comes back, he immediately contributes. And it's like, oh, yeah. That's what right. we're talking about. And, he, and he's too good of a guy to even say anything because anybody else after that shit happened will be like, fuck off. He but blocked he came me back. on Twitter, so I don't like him. Right. Right. Yeah, like, right. Well, he really did block me on Twitter. I really don't know why. Who knows? People get in those moods. I mean, let's, no, I, I do like Sherrick, though. We used to roll with some pretty suspect crew on Twitter don't that's don't true so I mean you know there's a lot of people I'm blocked by fucking uh, what's his face uh, Dan Pompey for some unknown goddamn reason I don't even no, know I know I'm just messing around bro I know. He, I, I like I'm blocked by Brad Biggs for a very obvious reason <laughs> oh, me too. are you talking about Biggs oh, yeah. or Lambert <laughs> Oh, Black <laughs> We went all in on Biggs. Yeah, you guys came the the one too. Anyway, but you know, as a byproduct of it, I think his content's gotten better than it was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because there's a you know like it sounds like kind of whatever, but a lot of the stuff we do and 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 you know. Bears bloggers and Bears whatever, Twitter, Bears podcasts do, is they make sure that these dudes stay on point. Because there's a, you know, there's a laziness to everything around the Bears. From from the team, to the front office, to the stadium, to the, it's just like, everything's just kind of like, yeah, we're good. And, and the, the reporters. You know? You, went, you mentioned stadium. Yeah. Well, that's, can I comment really, yeah. like, very quickly on what I'm no. looking forward to in the training no. camp before we sure, get too far not? off topic? Yeah. Huh? Why not? All right. Yeah, we have. Uh, we know it's called every, every draft class since 2017 is what I'm. I'm really. I really want to see. Like, we know Eddie, Eddie Roquan, Daniels Miller, Bilal Nichols. Okay, we want to see them take the, those. Next steps. We know what we have in Eddie. Eddie's a superstar. We get that. But, like, Mitch, Tariq from the 2017 draft, like, we still have question marks there. I want to see where these guys, like, are these guys going to step up and take that next step? Montgomery and Ridley, hopefully they they step up too. Like, I, that's what I'm interested in seeing, what, what guys are going to really take that next step from, from these last couple draft classes. Hold on. Spoiler alert. Polish the Dome brought to you by... Oh, and Cole Komet. <laughs> I mean, some people would call it a hoe move to pick Cole Komet. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. A whole, it would have been a hoe move to pick Montana back in the day too, right? People are tripping out about Cam. Our boy Raul even wrote a diss track, threw it down. Yeah. I had, I had issue with that distract. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, did you? I was did because you? don't bring Cam into that Cam stuff. Cam had nothing to do with not getting Cam. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean that that's on brand. Raul's been on record as not liking the commit pick. 
yep. to go there and call him a fuckboy? <laughs> no, he's always been shitting on pace. Raul's been steady I'm not talking about pace. pace. See, that's what we call commit. Okay. Well, that's Come on, still man. on point for him. He just can't help it. He can't help but be salty and just listen to the – it's a diss track. It's got to be out there. Yeah. I mean – You don't have to bring Cole into – Robocall? Really? Where's Robocall? Yeah, people are people not too cool with cops these days. So Robocall – Robocall's in – Robocall's <laughs> chilling out. Robocall's like – like in frozen in carbonite right now. <laughs> like he's in quarantine. That's yeah, true yeah. too. Yeah, bad timing, like, huh? Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's not really like sweet. You're not cool with yeah any of that. So <laughs> Pittsburgh giving a twenty percent for the year at level four and yeah, but the mayor the mayor put the put the brakes on that because fucking. Uh, Fucking uh, what's the guy's name? The business guy for the Cubs. Anyway, the business the business manager guy for the Cubs on radio talking about, oh yeah, we're gonna have the roof open, the rooftops open, and we'll you know we'll, we'll figure out a way to put twenty percent in there. And the mayor was like, pump your brakes, just because Pritzker says one thing doesn't mean the city's you know there. I thought that was interesting that it, at least maybe that was some progress. I was hoping. Well, unfortunately, all the places where we thought had progress uh, have backslid heavily. So yeah, yeah it sucks, man. But Jay, I wanted—I didn't want to miss that point. You're talking about the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I interrupted you there. Oh, the what? Arlington Heights? Is that what they were talking about? Where did they come up with that though? Because the there was a history there or something. Like nobody. There was a history there. There's a there's talk that the Arlington Heights property could be. For sale, basically. something about because he didn't he didn't go out for the sports betting or something. The guy that owns the casino there, so they think well, he's holding up for the Bears to buy it out or some Churchill shit. Down, I believe it's Churchill Downs that owns the the park, um, mm. and there was talk that they were possibly thinking about putting a casino there, but I don't think that's really going to be the case because I think a casino would actually be a drag on the race operations. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think if, if you go out to a racetrack and you're like, Oh, I could go play blackjack for eight hours or go, go stand out in the sun and watch horses. I think you're probably going to play blackjack, right? Like depends on the person, but yeah, it's the, I don't know if I see the cross it takes away from the it, main, there's casino boats there too though, right? Not in, no, not in Arlington Heights. Oh, I thought there's just on the casino boats. Casino boats. But okay. it's not – they're not that close to each other. I got gotcha. you. They mentioned something about casino boats in the article. Could you imagine the Bears not being at Soldier Field? Yes, absolutely. Really? State-of-the-art state stadium? Yes, absolutely. I can't. I can't picture it. And it's just Maybe it's just me. It's it's almost – Has, has, Soldier, I mean, has he, Soldier Field reached Wrigley status at any point? Well, what was Soldier Seven? Was it in the early seventies, late sixties? No, it's, it's older than that. It's, it's way it's, older than it's, that. It's older. No, than, no, 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 no. I'm talking about when the Bears oh. started playing there. Yeah. yeah. Wrigley to Soldier. Right. right. Yeah, the Wrigley to Soldier. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just for me, Soldier Field is where the Bears play, and that's where they should always play. But I don't. You, 
it's just it's messier than that. Now here's the thing that's wild about it is like we're talking about all this. The lease goes through 2033. Right. They owe like 72 million or something crazy like that. Yeah. That. So like the thing about it is is that this is not happening with this ownership group. It is simply not happening. They'd have to be bought by when, somebody else. When Virginia dies. If the family members want to cash out, which is a possibility, I don't know if George wants to, but I think the rest of the McCaskies would probably want to, right? Pat Ryan is an interesting guy in the mix. Pat Ryan is the chairman of Aon. Um, he's 82 years old. He they tried. Got, they got people that want was, to do it? No. What I'm saying is that if he wasn't 82 years old, he's got he's got big money. He's got, you know, the Bears, the McCaskies don't have big money. They own a, an underperforming, very valuable asset. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, compared to normal people, they have big money. But not like when you're talking about like these. Jerry Jones. You know, and... Yeah, Jerry Jones, you know, the dude that owns the Clippers. Like, I mean, they don't even have James Dolan money. Like, the McCaskies are poor, but they own a very expensive asset. You know, like, and so I don't think they're very liquid. And now they're more liquid than and Al Davis Jr. was because they were able to throw out. I mean, they had to be heavy liquid on that Mac deal. So I'm not saying they're broke. They got to be doing pretty good considering they're only paying $6 million a year for the stadium. They're doing pretty good. But if you look at the Bears, they are an underperforming asset. They just are. Even as a as a business, they're underperforming, and and we know about this. We've talked about how bad the stadium deal was. It was bad for the Bears. It was bad for the city. It was bad for the state. They went through this whole hem and haw. I mean, even Braggs was out on Twitter, like didn't know that the Bears almost moved to Gary, Indiana. Like really? Yes. They they were at the point where shit was so bad. And this was Michael McCaskey. Between no no, I mean he didn't know about it. No, he didn't know about it. I'm like, how did you not know that? You live in that area. He's young. I forget he's young. Yeah. So, so a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that they almost moved, you know, to the Gary. There was the Gary Baird. You know, and I remember hearing about it even outside of Chicago. I wasn't in Chicago at that point. I was still in Dude, high they school. Do in that, though. We had Bob Kraft here say they were going to move to Hartford, so we got a new stadium bill in Mass. That, that's, right. just, that's just right. bullshit. But they, but, but they fucked it up because – I mean, Chicago, as it is with most stadium deals and municipalities and whatever, everybody has to get paid. Everybody. So you got to make sure that everybody gets paid. And, you know, Michael McCaskey was a blowhard. So they had to bring in, they fucking hired their, they fucking hired their fucking accountant to take over, and that was Ted Phillips. Like, Sweaty Teddy. And he he's basically credited for saving the deal, but really he signed a shitty deal. And it, it, it was a deal which, in which the city and the park district had way too much influence on everything. And they tried like hell to, to get a modern stadium built inside of this historical landmark. But they fucked it up so much that it's not even a historical landmark anymore. Like – and people were freaking out. They were like, oh, the spaceship, the spaceship landed, and it looks like War of the Worlds. It looks like, you know, uh, Space Invaders or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, it's just like the aliens are taking over the White House, you know, whatever. Like, people were freaking out. 
And they yeah, they had, they had to do their best to preserve. Yeah, and then they, but that's what's so ironic is they failed. And we, I remember we were on the tour and they were talking. The guy, dude, was talking about how, you know, the Bears have cost themselves so much money in stadium naming and whatever because they refused to change the name from Soldier Field. Well, it's not even a historical monument anymore. I think the capacities where they screwed themselves. Look how much space there was between the the top columns and the. Remember how much space yes. there was there? Yeah. They killed themselves, and the reason is is because in order to maintain the columns, they could not spread. Dude, you know how much you know how Fenway put the seats on top of the monster. If you put seats on top of those columns, are you kidding me? People would eat that shit up. Hey, well, you, what you have is half a stadium. You have this huge instead of a normal stadium where the luxury boxes go all the way around. The seats used to this, go back to the columns, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of the columns, people did sit on the columns back in the day. Back yeah. in the day, there was like when it was all open on one end, and like they, they had the there were hundred. They could have went people. all the way back to the columns and then put standing only. Right, but back they there. they did. It's kind of like it's funny because it's similar, but uh, Reinsdorf's redid Comiskey, and they redid Comiskey right before Camden Yards came out. And remember Camden Yards? What a game changer that stadium was. Yeah, it's totally different. Like everybody was playing in these dumps, like these. You know, veteran stadium, Bush Stadium. I mean, Jerry, you've been to Bush oh, Stadium, yeah. right? Been to Bush. Fenway, Fenway was never a dump. Is it old Bush and new Bush? New Bush Stadium's completely. It right. takes so much ass. Right, but old Bush when it was like a like a you know AstroTurf football stadium, all nope. weird configured. Like, I mean, I, I used to go to old Yankee Stadium. Old Yankee Stadium was a big cement bot like three but rivers. Fenway never was. Cincinnati. I guess I understand that. It's always been full of super racist Red Sox fans, though. So oh, here we that. go. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, they got screwed. Comiskey, they rebuilt Comiskey, and it was like this cookie-cutter cement monstrosity that was never full. And then they built Cam- the Camden Yards, and it was like, oh, shit, this is how should we, we should build the ballparks. Well, the Bears built a stadium that's like – you know, was cool 10 years before they built it. And it's all, all the seating is on one side. It's all on that one. Yeah, they didn't, u- they didn't utilize the space like they should have, but I think it's still pretty cool that they tried to attempt that, making it look modern on the inside while you keep the outside aesthetics. Now it looks cool, and now everybody's cooled off on it, and they actually it's kind of got this. I, I've always thought it looked pretty cool. I was never. They should have pushed cool. the seating back all the way, though. Use all the space you, need, you got. Well, they fucked it up. They like, you know, this. There was too many people involved. You had the McCaskies who didn't know what they were doing. You had Ted Phillips who convinced everybody he knew what he was doing, but really didn't. You had the park district trying to talk what they wanted to talk. You had the city, you had the state. You had every, you know, uh, mob guy and his brother like making sure they get paid and the unions and, I mean, it's you know everything in Chicago is like this. I mean, we should have right now. We should have. The um, Obama Library ready to go on the lakefront, but we still don't have that. We should have the Lucas Museum, the George Lucas Star Wars, unbelievable, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that was one of the spots that we're looking into. Yeah, and we screwed that up. Like, this is what Chicago does. Like, he's just like. Well, if it gets into politics, and that's where Chicago yeah. struggles at, I hate to say that. And Pat Ryan, who was one of the Bears' owners, 
failed to get the Olympics to Chicago, which I was actually fine with because the last proposal was horseshit, and usually the Olympics, like, leaves its house cities, like, in shambles. So I was cool with that. But Pat Ryan, I mean, he's too old as a problem. He's a big thinker. He's a guy that could maybe, you know, think some next thing. But long story short, long story long, if we had a stadium like Minnesota, Chair, where you've been, and mm. I have, I've only seen pictures. It's pretty amazing. Yo, if we had a stadium like that. It's always sunny in Chicago. That would be insane. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, and, and if You know who's my, got a really underrated stadium? Cincinnati. Paul Brown Stadium's really nice. Yeah, it's too Easy bad. access. Too bad it's in Cincinnati and the Bengals play there. Yeah, that's the worst <laughs> thing about it. Everything else is amazing. <clears throat> I mean, like, when I lived in San Diego, you know, we would go to Qualcomm, and it was it was a combo stadium, and it wasn't great for either. I mean, they had – they. They were messed up. We would get these seats that were literally field level. You could in Qualcomm at the Chargers game, you could buy field level seats at the thirty five or the forty five yard line for like seventy five dollars. Because they were so low that they were obstructed for you. You were literally behind the bench at the level of the field. Like, I'm not talking about field level six to eight feet up. I'm talking field level. Like, so it was like you couldn't see, you could see, you know, you were blocked by the players on the bench. So we would, some, we went to a couple games like that. And it was kind of fun because we would just be hammered. We'd tailgate in the in the crowd and then go like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's like reverse bleachers. You know what I mean? Like, we'd, oh, we're over here, please. And we go all the way down the field and then you're just chilling. I mean, honestly, those two games I went to, I spent the entire games watching the Charger girls because they were like – right in my face. (laughs) That's the kind of access you get for that price when your team's not relevant. No, it's because the field was too fucking low. (laughs) It was a completely screwed up stadium. It was looking straight down. Like you were literally field level. Like they shouldn't have, like, so it was, they had to sell them as obstructed view. Like that's what I'm saying is that this this happens again and again and again and again, but now we have the smallest damn stadium in football. It's just another thing where it's like, ugh. and the ticket prices keep going up. Bears. I mean, that came well, that came up too. We were talking about the 20 percent and who would get tickets and who wouldn't. I was talking, I think I was talking to Bart, and uh, it's like, do season ticket holders get preference? I said, I would assume if they were going to let. Fans in the season ticket holders would have first dibs. Yeah, a lot of season ticket holders. I mean, yeah, it would go to seniority probably. Well, they're, they're going to start doing PSLs. But yeah, the PSLs already started, so you get that seat, that seating license. You definitely should have priority. Right, but I think it has to be how long it's you've had it too. I think you have to go by seniority at that point because there's if you only. I mean, and money will money will talk. I don't know the re- – yes, of course, but I don't know the real numbers, but I would guess that at every Bears game out of the 61,500, there's probably, what, 45,000 season ticket holders? Probably. I mean – There's a waiting list, I can tell you that. Right. And then, you know, obviously they have – I think they they have some tickets that 
they don't sell or that will never sell as season tickets like those nosebleeds. I mean, and they are nosebleeds when you're up in the. You just wonder how long they can keep pricing the fans out. I don't know. It really is kind of what's happened. Well, and that's what's weird is it's like who's going to the games? Oh, they're reselling them. Yeah, they're, they're, they just buy them to resell them. They make a lot of money on that. Right. I know that's how I got my very first ticket to my very first Chicago Bears game in the old Soldier Field. Is we bought it. My brother had a connection, and we bought it from a guy who I think he still has his number. <laughs> and that's just how it worked. You know, you bought it from a guy and basically scalpers. And I spent 185 at that point. And that was 94, 95 or 94. Plus, I've been a pretty good seat. Oh, I was five rows up from the end zone. Oh, nice. was killer. We lost. Old Soldier was fun, though. It was like oh. a college stadium. Like, it was, you were, everybody was connected. Yes. Like, that's what's weird about Soldier is that everybody's also very sectioned. Like, you have that huge upper deck section, and you have that huge block of uh, luxury boxes. And it's, I mean, it gets pretty loud in there. And I, and I will credit the Nagy regime for really spurring that on, you know, because Soldier has definitely been a stadium with some people that are just like sitting on their hands. Very Cubs like at times. Sorry, Cubs fans, but you no, know what I'm talking about. But what about. I'm asking is like, just happy to be there, I not there for the game. Because like, I think the most hardcore fans, it's not like the White Sox where it's empty. No, no, it's not like that. It, but, but it got that way. And I think that's ultimately what drove Fox and Tressman out of here was people stopped coming. Yep. And that's, not Roquan, though. Pause. Boom. <laughs> Super pause? Yeah, so, well, I don't know. And then with the stadium, it ain't going to happen for a long time. It's going to need an ownership change. I mean, it's fun to talk about. I just don't think it's realistic. Well, I thought it was an interesting little article that they put up, and I'm yeah. glad we talked about it because, like I said, I personally can't see it, but that doesn't mean shit So, in the grand scheme of things. Right. But, yeah, Roquan, somebody needed to take away his Instagram. We went over that. <laughs> going to do a little – anybody got any big ups to throw out there? Like, I got a big ups to Anthony Miller for his baby boy, man. There you go. Him. Anthony Miller the third on day. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah, good for him. Let's do a big em ups, big em ups. Yo, that's so dope, eh? Hey, thanks for leading me in with that. Oh, roll the boat, roll the boat. <laughs> Gonna give them a run, give them a run. Football is a game of inches. Yeah, we're both on some different shit right now. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I thought you were my hype man for a minute. My bad. Pause. <laughs> Is that a pause? It was a subtle pause. It was a pause. What the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> Just a big, big ups, man. That's all. Shout outs? Yeah, shout outs. Oh, big, big ups. Big ups. Oh, yeah. We ain't doing no shout out. Big Love. ups. Respect. 
That's it. That's your big up? I don't know. Jerry, you got any? <laughs> I don't know. We had a pretty good weekend this weekend. You know, we got some work done at my family's house, at my mom and dad's house. And today, uh, our local dairy got together with some of the local churches and donated 563 boxes of food and milk to anybody who would show up and get it. And they did it seamlessly, and it was just pretty cool. I mean, gave me hope for humanity. And uh, is is it like the farms are like are they over overproducing for what the they got a grant, and it was either that or they were it was going to be pitched. And instead of just pitching it, they were like, let's donate it to yep. the public here. Now they've done this in well, the hometown is Prairie Farms is the name of the brand. They did it in like Evansville area, uh, our area in St. Minard and Holland and smaller, the smaller areas. It was just like, it's cool that buying local, that's, this is why you buy local because those people that you take care of just came back and took care of like several thousand people. And I mean, these are big boxes, man, like fresh produce right off right off the truck in a box in your vehicle nice that's cool so yeah that was a cool thing this weekend i was pretty happy with seeing how many people were actually did give a shit about other people because i think in this world i think we're so jaded that sometimes we think nobody cares but people actually kind of do give a fuck so that was that was a good that was a good thing today that's true. That's I mean, that's the thing you should remember is that like just because we see the worst of everybody on Twitter doesn't really mean that like most people are out there trying to do their best in this in this in this situation right now. Like it's easy to imagine that like all people are like these screaming people about their masks, but like for every one person that doing that's doing that, there's literally thousands that are not doing that. Yeah, social re- like, social media is not a reflection of reality. No. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was less of one, but it, it let's remember that, like, like I said, I think the ratio, like, even if something gets, you know, 100,000 views. No, I'm just saying Twitter somewhere where you just share your thoughts that you don't yeah. speak. You don't you don't want to say in front of your family. It's Twitter. It's an alternate right. universe. You know oh, what but I'm like, saying I, be, I do believe that it's a mirror for parts of society it doesn't necessarily it's not it's not um, it, yeah. it exposes us but i'm saying like most people are doing the right thing right like most people are not crazy and doing the wrong thing right now now that's you know i'm not that's not to give anybody a pass it was great it was crazy today though it's like there right. were 60 people 60 people volunteered their time to come in unload these trucks with gloves, masks, the whole nine yards. No, it sounds, pretty, other... sounds pretty socialist here. Well, I don't know if I really want to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting offended just... myself. <laughs> sounds, pretty just em- really cool... sounds pretty empathetic. It's a million dollar, multi-million dollar company that didn't have to do shit. No, that's awesome, man. It's good to hear. No, and they decided yeah, sure. that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do something. So That's good. Yeah. Definitely. What do the right thing. Hey, do the right thing. Download the, the tailgate show. Big up, big up, big up. 
I sing, I sing. They call him big up, big up. One time, one time. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. Shabba ranks. So, Mr. Lava Lava. My big ups, my big ups are to Josh McCown and Zach Miller for holding it down on the comments in the Jay's Instagram. <laughs> it's going. Josh McCown told him that he's basically a Chick-fil-A manager right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Jay, I guess Jay was getting the heat from, from people about the chicken coop because the way he was showing it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And then he like was like, listen, he's like, I got, I got, I got a big old chicken coop. It's bigger than my dorm room. It's called the Pollo Pass. <laughs> he brought, you know, like people were like, what's going on? Just get him a better coop. Or like, you know, you were like, build him a building. <laughs> Johnny Indoor Pools, like, build him a building. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> so, yo. <laughs> so, mm. big ups to Josh McCown and Zach Miller for still being the same dudes that that were cool. <laughs> About to go take a dip in my indoor pool now. Yeah, you should. Probably all warm and shit. You yeah. video about how the reason your pool smells is because of piss? <laughs> it, uh, it, it doesn't smell. Doesn't smell like chlorine? Nope. Anyway... You gotta watch if if you haven't been experienced. Did you watch the video though? Isn't did you did you even watch it? It fucks you. No, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, there you I, go. I, I feel you. I guess that's just another episode. That's it. Isn't there some more shit on the list? No. <laughs> Come on, spit it. I think we're. I think we touched on it all, man. What do you guys got? Well, I don't have anything really. My brain's pretty much shot. You had the list, bro. We good. That's your yeah. job. You're Mr. List. No. <laughs> This, this Anyways, after the intro, it's the tailgate show on the Brawl Network. There throw, it is. throw the handles out there, man. Throw yeah, the, those are the tailgate show handles. It's AKA Cam Killer Killer Cam Killer Newton. A A R O N T O R on Twitter. We got the man. The man. Oh, we forgot. Ha ha! Running away from a bear. Yeah, he's not even a bear. I know so, it's not a bear. <laughs> Jer, Air Jer 54 on Twitter. Air Jer, Jeremy Kramer. We got Brian Quinn, B Diddy, B Quinn 34. Basically, just follow the Tailgate Show on Insta, on Twitter, on Facebook. Brian tweets about as much as fucking. Nobody, so don't even worry about that. He's, he, yeah, I tweet even less. Not yeah. like you used to. But I'm, once boss season starts up. Just, just follow me in the tailgate show. I'm holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> I follow Jer wow, on Facebook. self-promotion. I feel like I've heard this before. Jer holds it down on Facebook. Facebook. I try. Yeah. I hold it down oh. on Twitter, and I try to hold it down on Instagram, and the Tumblr be popping. 
No, the tumbler doesn't really pop. No. But I don't bring much to the table, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Booyah. So yeah. He's the resident asshole. That's the only reason he's on. We keep it pop. We pop. That's it. You know. This <laughs> is another episode of the Tailgate Show. The Bears. The Chicken Killers. Who is it? The Saga. We the all saga. got dropped. The Saga continues. Continues. Oh, Jay had a breakfast beer. Think hey, about man. Think about Found, that. Like the founder's breakfast.